welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals to talk about the news and the issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce the crew to you guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show. Uh, we have attorney and former federal prosecutor, Ward Mythaller. And we also have, I believe, all retired this evening. We have a special guest, James Cavill. Uh, we'll be talking more about him and MyMedicare.Live. Uh, we've got Captain Brett Bartlett, Lieutenant Randy Sutton. We've got Chief John Newman, Corporal David D. Gresta, and producer Will Statzer. So thanks, guys, uh, for being on the show and making this happen. Also, a shout-out to our sponsors, Gauls, Guardian Lines Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, TAC-Tote.com, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. Leo Affairs and police activity. And look, I know for a lot of you guys watch the uh, channel, uh, this is Butter. Um, there, you know, he had a YouTube channel. Um, there's been, um, some knocks around from YouTube, like we've experienced, I think everybody's experienced he is currently on rumble. Uh, this is butter. So be my advice to go ahead and follow him, pick him up there at rumble. And uh, we'll keep you informed on, on his status. Uh, but body cam released of officer fatally shooting a man as he runs at him with a hatchet. All right. You can take a picture and send it to me. Who are you? Base, I just been attacked. I just shots fired. Shots fired. Don't move. Don't move. Shots fired. Shots fired. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Don't fire. Oh my God. Holy shit. Stay in your car, man. Don't move. Don't move. He's down base. Send a medic. Send a medic. He tried attacking me with a hatchet. Where do I call Aurora? Copy. You have to travel or down foot? No, he's down base. They got him at gunpoint. He's been shot. Subject gunpoint, Stay in your car, young man. Don't move. This is an unbelievable video. Um, so we've got a, a Naperville uh, police in Illinois. They released a graphic video on Tuesday. Shows a veteran officer fatally shooting a 28-year-old man who came at him with a hatchet on June the 3rd. So police chief, uh, police chief is Jason Ares. He said the officer was conducting a routine traffic stop at 11 o'clock in, uh, in the morning, so almost at 12 noon, when a second vehicle pulls up to the scene. At least the officer was aware of his surroundings. A man quickly exits the vehicle, immediately charges at the officer with a hatchet in his hand. It's just kind of unbelievable. The video shows the officer shooting his gun six times. He strikes the bad guy, who then falls down to the ground. Uh, the man identified as Edward uh, Samen. Uh, he was, but he was identified by the county coroner's office, which is the way you wanted to work out. And uh, so that guy did not make it. He was pronounced dead. So uh, kudos to the officer. Good shooting. Um, Guys, comments on this video. Chief John, what'd you think? It was just crazy. See, once again, I heard that the Appleseed company called and said, look, our officer shot Johnny Appleseed just asking the officer directions to the closest apple tree. You know, that's how it's going to get spun. I thought the officer was spot on. Looks like the traffic stop was over. 
He's already done giving the citation. Um, the guy comes out. That's a training video, right, Brett? That's a training video under the category that you can't make this bleep up. I mean, he bails out with a looks to be a 12 or 18 inch hatchet and he drops him. And he's smart enough to tell the other. He's smart enough to say, press hard. Five copies. Don't move. Don't move. That help coming. And don't you go anywhere with that citation. But he shifted. He transitioned right away from a what would seem to be an almost done traffic stop to a deadly force. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Chief. Guys, time for another commercial break. We will be right back. So let's talk about industry leader in technology solutions for law enforcement at Guardian Alliance Technologies. Their software will cut background investigators' time in half. Now, we all know there's a call for more accountability and in hiring uh, and selecting who gets to wear the badge. And with Guardian, they developed a CJIS-compliant background investigative software platform that helps weed out problematic applicants in record time. And with Guardian, the entire background check process is more comprehensive, but it's also much faster for both the agency and the applicants. There's no upfront fees or long-term commitments, so I strongly recommend that you visit them today at guardianalliancetechnologies.com. Also, mymedicare.live. Yes, we have James Cabell on the show with us. Um, you know, let's talk about Medicare insurance options and just look at the panel. I mean, look, we're, none of us are getting any younger. And in Hillsborough County, where I'm at, there's over 80 options uh, alone here in Florida. I know, John, can you believe that? And uh, so look, the benefits, they can change annually. So how do you know you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs? Answer is simple. Contact mymedicare.live or call Erie code 813-245-6656, especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area in Florida. Talk to James or Bobby, meet him in person. They'll help save you money on medication co-pays, find plans that your doctors accept, and they'll actually get you more of the benefits that you qualify for. So mymedicare.live, 813-245-6656. Welcome back to Leo Roundtable Show. Um, Guys, uh, I was going to ask if there's anybody left, but I see uh, Ward, uh, you, are, you are next in line. we got Brett and David, so go ahead, guys. You guys could tell me if I'm wrong, but I was mightily impressed with how quickly this officer was able to draw and shoot this guy. You want to go, Brett, or you want me? Oh, okay, I'll go. Uh, first, uh, real quick to, to James Cavill, everybody listening. He came out of the house, spent two hours with my wife going over her, her paperwork. There was a concern about a medicine, whether they were going to pay for it or not. And Jimmy got on the phone with these people and said, I want you to hear from their lips that they're going to pay for this medicine because we wanted to make real sure before we signed up. So, Jim, I appreciate it a bunch. Now, to the to the guy with that, they shot the guy with the axe. Okay? I'm going to I'm going to rain on the parade just for a second. Did you notice the officer's position at the window with the driver before it all started going bad? He was up front facing facing inside the thing. And that young man reached over into the glove box and that's when the officer finally realized, well, crap, this could, and he moved. So I just wanted to, I mean, I'm glad he did the right thing. He did a very good thing, but just that first few minutes kind of concerned me a little bit. <laughs> you know, um, watching the entirety of the, of the video, you could, th this is one of those things where, uh, one of those times where the officer is on what we call a routine traffic stop which obviously there's no such thing, but he's on and what, what is looking like an easy traffic stop. <clears throat> and, and yet he is still aware of everything that's going on around him. He's casual. He's hanging out by the car. Like Brett said, he actually got out of position once or twice, put himself back in position, but he saw the car coming. He saw the car easing over close to him or closer to him than it should have been, which immediately you could hear his voice as the car pulled up it was that okay wait a minute what the who the why the 
and he started to reposition himself again, he's already, and I'll say it again, people, he was already in his OODA loop, and he was already observing and orienting. And when that guy opened the door, he could see the aggressiveness. He was already transitioning to the firearm. The guy came out of the, out of the car with the hatchet in his hand. He saw it, brought the gun up, and put it on target and put the guy down as he was backpedaling just a little. Again, like John said, perfect training, training uh, video as to keep your head on your shoulders, no matter where you are, what you're doing. It's, uh, it, it's, it was an amazing reaction this, this cop had uh, to the, what he was observing and seeing and orienting to. It was, it was literally perfect. I mean, he, he did a fantastic job on that. All right, excellent. Concur, I concur. All right, Chief. Hey, and, and Dave, to that point, that guy was, he was well-intended. I mean, he got out of the car. If he didn't put rounds on that guy, he would have been hurt or dead. That guy got yeah. out. There was no hesitation in the bad guy. He got out with evil in his heart, and he was going to hack that guy. And he would, had he not been on point for one second longer, he would have had that axe, you know, that, that hatchet buried somewhere on his body. No doubt about it. Yeah, he, that, that cop had to be, had to catch up because the, the guy with the axe was already in the act. He was already moving to, to, into action when, when that, cop, that cop was playing catch up. And he, and he did it very well. He caught up and surpassed him and, and, and won that, that confrontation very well. You know, it's, uh, it's nice when you win those, huh, David? <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Hey, I think we've got another video coming up here. So our next one, uh, Police Tribune. Um, and look, officers return fire, take out man who ambushed them during a traffic stop. Sent at signal five and he's about to uh, signal four. Uh, signal 43 for Bravo 5-4. Dude, I just dropped signal to the ground. I, dro I went around. Bravo 5-4, where are you guys waiting? Gold Cadillac SUV, north on the Mercy. Hey. So, yeah, we've got another one. This one's in Orlando, Florida, though. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, James Cavill, is Orlando within driving? I mean, you gotta, you got you to gotta let us know before the story's over whether that's within the realm of possibility for Orlando. I'm thinking you can make a, like, a little day vacation out of it if you go up there. But uh, Orlando police officials released body cam video of a terrifying shootout that occurs when a driver ambushed police officers during a traffic stop that happened in May. So the incident occurs on May the 18th. There's two uniformed Orlando police officers, but they're in an unmarked car. And they saw an SUV pass another vehicle at a high rate of speed in a no-passing zone. This is according to WFTV. So the female officer riding shotgun, she opens her door as soon as the vehicle stops. 
video or body cam video captures the sound of gunfire erupting before uh, the female officer uh, got completely out of the car. She drops to the ground, assumes the fetal position. No, I, but I added that in there, but she did drop to the ground, conceals herself, they say, behind the passenger door of the patrol vehicle, and then she pulls out her weapon. So there'll be a little kind on, on, on how it happened, but then she backs away um, from the, from the vehicle. I know the glass was shattering, uh, but she backs away and returns fire at the suspect. Now, body cam video from the other officer who is the driver shows that he jumps out of the car, returns fire a split second after the gunfire starts, and he fires um, all the bullets in his gun. He reloads, and then the suspect flees in the gold Cadillac SUV. And so I was really unaware that the, that the bad guy had actually gotten away at that point. Uh, so uh, we've got additional police and sheriff's deputies that respond to the scene and they actually get there and they find the driver of the suspect vehicle lying on the ground um, beside the, his wrecked SUV. So he was hit and, uh, and, and wrecks it and he's suffering from gunshot wounds according to the WFTV. Officers immediately render aid. He's a, later identified as 28-year-old Carlos Delano DeFil Roberts Jr. He's got, what, five names. Roberts was transported to the hospital where he died two weeks later. Um, another interesting shooting. Uh, comments on this, guys. Brett, you want to start us off? I was so impressed with that young lady officer after the shooting. Her voice. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, okay? It's like, hey, we just got shot at. I'm okay. How about you? It was great. He, now, the male officer was a little more excited, but that's okay. He did a great job, too, but she was something. Man, she, she didn't lose her cool. She didn't scream and shout. It was very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I saw the same thing, Brett or caught the same thing and it, it was it was nice to see i mean she was almost i'm listening to her going okay you're almost too cool it was like what are you doing here and she actually questioned her she actually questioned herself about going to the ground she goes i just went to the ground i and i'm sitting there going that there's nothing wrong with that you got guys some guys slinging lead at you from the car in front of you you've got to take cover they only they only moved back to the back of their own vehicle to increase and to provide themselves as much cover as they could make in that small space. Uh, so their reaction to that ambush, which was immediate, and I mean, the guy popped out of the car, immediately started firing. Their reaction to it, both of them, even though they were both slightly different, uh, their reaction to it was was fine. It was It was well within. And then for them to both return fire and put the guy down and Oh, well, he died two weeks later. That's a hospital bill that's never going to get paid. But um, sorry about that. Maybe J Jimmy could help him out with that. Medic I don't know, Medicare thing. Um, but they both did a, a great job in that situation. I was curious, and I, you can see also where the bad guy's bullets, I'm assuming it was the bad guy's bullets, hit both of the door windows. The two doors were open, hit both of those door windows. So he wasn't that far off with his shots. And her comments about, I almost got shot, were, yeah, you're right. You almost did. Why they didn't pursue the guy, I'm not sure. They just kind of stood there. They didn't, didn't re-engage. Um, they did their job. He, was, he crashed his car and, and was basically dead a couple of blocks down the street. So nice job. But beyond that, I, I, I've got nothing but, but praise for her and him. Uh, don't question yourself there, officer. You, did a, you both did a good, great job. Well, sweet. Yeah. And you're right. The, the, the windows were, 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 yeah. Bullets were finding their mark on their, on those windows. Uh, Captain Brett, we've got a little less than two minutes. I think if I can, if I can encapsulate her words and her great attitude, it would be, Hey, whatever. <laughs> whatever. 
Whatever. Uh, all right. Yeah. Good. Good video. Two. Two good shootings back to back, and of course, you know, the bad guy ends up dying in both of them. So you got to love that part of it. Uh, well deserved, I might say. Um, in there, if there's nobody else, we can move on to our next one. I know that we got about a minute and a half uh, before our next break. So let's jump to an update here. I'm not going to be able to get through all of it, uh, but. Um, we're going to talk about Uvalde, Texas elementary school shooting update and related incidents. This is on uh, police tribune, lawofficer.com and police one.com. So just to kind of whet the appetite here, um, if you guys want to interject at any point, go ahead, but we got Texas DPS ask attorney general to block release a body cam from Uvalde school shooting. So yes, Texas department of public safeties asked the attorney general, uh, Ken Paxton's office to block the public release of body cam videos from the Rob elementary school massacre due to concerns that the footage could provide potential mass shooters with invaluable information about police tactics and investigations. Um, I, yeah, I, I was kind of having to think about that, too, because there were so many questions about whether the police tactics were on the money or not, um, or Johnny on the spot or within time or whatever. Um, we've got around 10 seconds before the next break. Uh, Brett, you have you have uh, a few a few seconds here. Go ahead. Quit talking. It makes no sense what they just said. You can go into YouTube and get all kinds of videos about about cops doing that training videos. It's out there already. It's too late. All right. Commercial break. We'll be right back. You know, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. GunLearn.com, they've taken the confusion out of learning and they've made it easy. GunLearn.com is the first and only company to offer a step-by-step -step program uh, to take you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist like Captain Bartlett here. Uh, they provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point taught to ensure accuracy. And their training is approved by major forensic organizations, law enforcement agencies, and firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that Leos need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. You can start the day with online training or register to attend a live seminar. You can also get free training for yourself and the personnel of your agency by hosting a seminar at no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. Um, and moving down the line to our next one, but Chief Newman just opened his mic, so go ahead, Chief. You know, let, let, let's, there are a lot that we don't know about what happened at Rob Elementary. Let's take the Chief on its face on the interview that he finally did, um, that it transitioned from a barricade to a, um, I mean, an active assailant to a barricaded subject. There's what I what I'm not what there's no way that last that first interview they did five or six hours into the event with so much misinformation is going to be such a hard bell to unring for that organization, which, by the way, is the chief, a lieutenant and four officers. That's how small the Uvalde Unified School District Police Department is a chief a lieutenant, and four officers. They're going to have such a hard time unringing the uh, initial bell. And then what that entire small town experience is the wrath of so much media coming down on them so quickly. And they're such a small department. I don't think they, they, they wilted under the pressure of media. I think a lot's going to come out. A lot will come out with the body-worn cameras. A lot will come out because the, the school was equipped with CCTV. 
All that notwithstanding, my issue is we're four years after Santa Fe, four and, a half, four and a half years after Parkland, and there should have been better hardening. There should have been better um, other resources deployed, but we have to wait for that investigation, the incomplete investigation to come out. Thanks, Chief. All right, so now we've got some other articles that are kind of related. We got a Texas police chief. There's an update to this, but he was terminated after reportedly ignoring serious plot to bring harm to our students and staff. The city manager noted that an intercepted plot had the potential to mirror or even eclipse the horrors of Uvalde. And this is in Donna, Texas. And 10 days after he was fired for reportedly failing to respond to the school shooting threats, Chief Gilbert Guerrero um, learned that he will be reinstated as chief of the Donna Police Department in Texas, effective on Monday. Um, and uh, the city manager is Frank Perez. Um, any, uh, if there's no comments on that, I'll jump to our next one. Oh, Brett, go ahead. There's got to be a lot more to this story than what that article said. That's just very, very unusual. They fired him and then they were, there is something else going on there. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe some political shenanigans. Well, I didn't like what the uh, the city manager said about, well, he, he went through, he, you know, he checked out, you know, the like the hardship and the file that the police chief had and the public was saying good things about him. All reasons which should have nothing to do, Ward, with, uh, with reinstating him on his job. I mean, you know, what is it, some kind of a financial hardship if he loses his job, he doesn't have a paycheck coming in? I mean, I don't know. I wasn't convinced. Ward and Brett? After I read the first story, I, I, I thought the same thing Brett did. It's got to be more complicated. And I thought, I'm hoping that Randy has some inside information on this. But then I see they reinstated him, so they must have talked to the lawyers. Uh, so this this does sound political to me. Wow. All right. Well. Yeah, sure but you know I'm... something, though, Chip? Chip, I spent some time in El Paso. These are small. I, 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 I really think sometimes we, and we're all guilty of it on this panel, We'll talk about Philadelphia and New York and Chicago and L.A. And then we'll talk about about Uvalde in the same vein, right? Well, we might talk about Donna, which is, you know, southern Texas, just a little bit west of El Paso. These are small, small agencies. I mean, small. I mean, we're talking like small, right? Um, we apply the same standard, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't in terms of professionalism, but you can never match their resources to even a, a medium-sized agency of three or four hundred, you know, sworn. These are agencies with two-digit, you know, um, you know, staffing numbers: 15, 6, 25. They're not very big at all, but they come under the same scrutiny when something goes wrong as some of these more, much more larger agencies. And I'll tell you, we're all guilty of it, but it's a bit unfair. Well, uh, you know, Chief, when you were saying that, I was I was reflecting. I mean, I think that we all have a different version of what we consider to be small. I mean, I was looking at Randy, giving a visual on what his interpretation of small was, which is, of course, just, yeah, is a little different than mine, but much different than Brett's, though. So, um, and 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 that's that's a good thing, Lieutenant. So, um, anyhow, uh, I just I was going to ask you to give a visual to help us out, John, but I'm not even going to go there anymore. So we'll just move on to the uh, to the. Thank next. you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Brett, I know I know your mic is open, uh, Captain. Yeah. Um, so, John, what you're saying is, Ray, what you're saying is, ten officers could be misconstrued as to thinking four officers, and I'll leave that right there. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, our last one related to this, and 
we're still in Texas. So Texas police, they killed a gunman after shots fired at a summer camp. And look, I, I know that there's a lot of vacation Bible school stuff going on. I know that, uh, you know, I, I, I taught it what a week ago. And then I know it was another campus that Brett and I work at was having it this week. Um, this is in Duncanville, Texas, a man armed with a handgun was killed by police Monday morning after he fired shots inside the Duncanville field house where about 150 children were attending a summer camp. Uh, and this is according to the Duncanville police. So no children or staff or officers were harmed. Cops did the right thing. And uh, and so, uh, yes, this, the stock and clout in Texas has gone up tremendously. So good job to the officers uh, responding to that. Um, Captain Bartlett. You know, it seems like after the after the initial shooting, there's more and there's more. And there always seems to be an upswing before it goes back down. And I'm, I'm afraid we're not at the top of this at the next, this next crest. So everybody go out and buy a gun, learn how to use it, and wear the daggum thing. I can't I can't argue with that. Thank thank you to the panel for being here, uh, Randy um, with the uh, the Wounded Blue. Uh, hopefully, you guys will support thewoundedblue.org. And uh, look, uh, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Thank you uh, guys for being on the show. Also, Gauls, Guardian Lines Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live with Jim Cavill on the show, TAC-Tote.com. Bang Energy is fueling us. We're going to get some more drinks shortly. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week. FLG Man, MPS, thanks for supporting the show. 